Welcome back to another episode on the Expand Your Awareness podcast. My name's Aaron Dowdy, and today we're going to be talking about something of understanding how we can create and become what is called a master manifester. How official does that sound? Now, here's this thing. It's going to be talking about the mindset of what it takes to become somebody that is able to create what they want in their life and really to kind of like be a winner in life in general. Now, this doesn't have to be a winner like everyone else loses. Maybe I'll talk a little bit about something that's uh, uh, when it comes to competition and the law of attraction. But this was actually something that's inspired because I'm currently in Sedona and I'm with my buddy Victor Odo, who many of you guys know. And we're uh, last night, what we were doing is we went for a hike yesterday. We went and ate at this uh, great restaurant, and then we had an acai bowl. We always get acai bowls when we come to uh, – they have these epic acai bowls here in Sedona. And uh, we got that, and then what we did is we went uh, – the hotel we have has a sauna. We went to the sauna, and then after that we went, and we had a couple hours before it was time to go to bed, and we were going to get some work done, but you're like, you know what? We're kind of on vacation here. When we go to Sedona, we normally come here to either – go on vacation just to recharge our batteries because we're so busy back home in Vegas, or we'll come here to get some work done. Like last time we came, we were putting together this whole, uh, this whole thing together that we were doing. Um, and it, it was a, like a real work intensive time last time we came. So this time was cool because this time's more of just vacation. So we're like, Hey, we could be doing like work and stuff. You know, we could be, uh, doing stuff, but we're just going to relax. So what we did is we watched a documentary It's actually a documentary I've already seen. And it's a it's a sports documentary, and it's it's on CrossFit. So if you guys have uh, know what CrossFit is, CrossFit is like a type of workout where what you do is there's very functional exercises, and it's pretty intense. Like people will be doing like you guys ever heard of burpees or certain type of pull ups, very fast pace. I've done a I've done CrossFit exercises before, and they're like circuits. It drains your energy. It's so much, but it's so good for you. I mean, it's. Uh, if you do it right and you don't injure yourself, but if you if you do it the fast paced intense workout like that, um, I found them be very beneficial. But anyways, the reason I say all that is that's what CrossFit is. Is it's a, like a very high functioning, quick type workout, and they have these things called the CrossFit Games. And the CrossFit Games is actually something that's growing and something that's uh, gaining a lot of popularity. Where now there's a lot of people that will watch these uh, events, almost like people watch football games. They'll watch them on the TV. They'll go to the events. There's like thousands of people that go to these events. And uh, there's this documentary called, what's it called? The Fittest on Earth or something like that. And there was one that was a couple years ago. And there was a new one that was called Redeemed, called like Redeemed or something like that. Dominant and the Dominant and the Redeemed uh, Fittest on Earth was like part two. And I saw it a couple weeks ago and I told Victor about it and he wanted to see it. So we watched it. And there was something so fascinating about the mindset of the people in there because there were there were a couple different mindsets I want to talk about and in this episode what you're going to learn is kind of the mindsets that it takes to become like the best at what you do not the best like in an egotistical way like I'm better than everyone else but more so in a way that you just you see yourself as the best version of you like you have the self image of a winner because in this documentary there is this girl that is from Australia. It kind of follows these different people that are some of the top CrossFitters, which means to be a CrossFitter, I mean, you got to do all these different exercises. It's not like to be the fittest on earth in this documentary. It's not like you just um, a couple different core exercises you do. And if you're the best at those, you win. It's like you have to there's like 12 or 15 different uh, events and you have to like place at all of them. And it's like whoever has the most points at the end wins. 
And it's very interesting because you have to be all around, like very fit and very good at what you do. And there was this one girl who last year or the last, uh, I don't know if it was last year, it's actually, uh, so back up is the, the first documentary, Fittest on Earth, kind of documents her uh, evolution and kind of how she's gone through the process from like maybe three or four years ago. But basically there was this one girl, her name's uh, Tia, Tia, I forget her last name, but her name's Tia. She's from Australia. And it was fascinating to watch because a couple years ago when she was being interviewed or she was being followed around for this documentary, you could tell that she just didn't believe in herself. Like the, the, they would ask her someone to come up for an autograph and she'd be like, oh, you're probably going to burn that photo when you're done with it. Or somebody would like be wanting to picture with her and she'd like, I don't know why you want to picture with me. Or and she's like one of the best. Like she's just so fit and she's places at like almost every event, but she just didn't see herself as one of the best. And it was interesting to see because I remember watching the first one a couple weeks ago and it's like, wow, she just kind of has the mindset that she's not worthy. She's not good. That can't play out well. Like there's no there's no winner that's like, oh, I'm horrible. I don't I don't view myself as a winner. Um, it was funny because at a certain point in the documentary, um, it shows her in front of a camera talking, saying something like, uh, she has to say like, my name's Tila, Tia Callum, I forget her last name. I should have looked it up before, but her name's Tia. Anyway, she's like, my name's Tia, whatever her last name is, and I'm the fittest woman on earth. It was hard for her to even say that. Like, she, she kept stuttering. I'm like, man, that's kind of symbolic that it, there must there may be some kind of disconnect to where maybe she just doesn't see herself like that because even her to say that, she had to say that for, uh, like, the, the camera. It was, like, behind the scenes of showing what she had to say for the camera for, like, ESPN. She had to say, like, I'm one of the fittest women on earth or something. But she, she kept stuttering even though she speaks English and it's her primary language. And she was kind of joking around about it. She's like, all these other people, a lot of people, that's, like, English is their second language and they're probably not stuttering as bad as me. But it was just interesting the mindset that she had a couple years ago and she a couple years ago she like should have won the CrossFit Games like there's like 17 different events and she should have won but what happened is right when there was the last event it came down to the very last event she was doing like this type of lunge thing and she got right to the end to the last step but then like misstepped and she had to redo that step and as she redid it somebody else passed her and won the first place and she won second place and it was like very devastating imagine imagine almost winning something to being the fittest woman or man on earth and then all of a sudden you lose it because of something like that so obviously there was something in the mindset that wasn't she won by like steps but she had to redo the last step because it was like you could tell she went into her head and uh, so she lost. She won second place on the first documentary. You know, that was like four or five years ago, three or four years ago, whenever it was. And you could just see her self-talk, see the mindset that we had, uh, she had. And then this year, or this new one called Redeemed and the Dominant and the Redeemed or whatever it is, it's like the part two, her mindset started, you could see it shifted. She started to see herself more as worthy. You can tell by the things that she was saying that she didn't view herself as much as like, uh, somebody that wasn't worthy. She started to see herself more as a winner. And even though she didn't completely, uh, maybe she wasn't like, you know, completely cocky or anything like that. She definitely, you could tell that something within her started to shift. And in this one, she like dominates through the most of the whole thing until the final, until the final two exercises. And in the final two exercises, they're like these different obstacle courses and stuff. She's going through them. And it was like the same exact thing. It came down to the wire because there was someone else. Like she dominated every single thing, but it still came down to the wire. And it was between her and another Australian girl that was uh, that was doing the last event. And it was like the same 
exact thing. The last step, she messed up and she had to go back and you could just see it in her mind. And you can just kind of see how she's thinking about it. And it's, it's so weird that it was like the exact same thing. But she goes back and she does it. And she pretty much thought she lost again. She thought she got second place again. It was like a reiteration of the time before. But not to ruin it or anything, she ends up winning and she got it. So it was her mindset. She had to think about herself differently. Um, she was honestly, the like hands down, everyone thought she f- had it in the bag way before the competition even ended. But she started to kind of work against herself. So... It was very interesting to see. So while I'm watching this, and there's another guy, I think his name's Matthew Frazier. He's like the guy, he's like the guy version that is the strongest man in the world. He wins like almost every year and he just dominated everything. And it was interesting because Victor and I were sitting there talking, and the mindset is so different from some of the people that are like numbers three, four, and five. They're like, oh, if I get fifth place, that's really cool. Um, and it's like, oh, I would be okay with second or third place. But the winners, like when you look at the guy, this guy, I think his, math, his name is Matthew Frazier. I know for sure his last name is Frazier, but he like, he was mad if he got second place. Like he was, uh, he saw himself so much as a first placer that he couldn't even imagine himself getting second or third place. It's very interesting because he dominated everything. But what I noticed is I was talking to Victor about this because I looked over, I was like, you notice how all the people that are third, fourth, fifth place are totally okay with it but the people that are the first place that are normally always first place and expect to be first place, they like they can't even imagine themselves in second or third place. It was just a very different perspective, which got me to think, are we in life playing to win or are we playing to not lose? This is a very interesting idea because we may even see this in many different areas of our life. If you look at people that just naturally view themselves as winners, Things happen a lot of times more in their favor because that's the way they see themselves. They see themselves as winners. They see themselves as the way they prefer to be. And because they see themselves that way, it's almost like they project that reality out. And then that becomes who they are. So it's interesting because it's more about the way we see ourselves and just how are we approaching life in general. So that was one thing I noticed and I found very interesting. Now, this doesn't mean like we have to be better than everyone else and compare ourselves, but at a, a certain level, we have to become the best versions of ourselves, and we have to know that we are the best versions we can be, and we have to see ourselves as winners in life in general. Like, I consider myself a lucky person. I just th- say to myself a lot, I mean, repetitiously, I'm a lucky person. Things are always working out for me, and that becomes my reality the more that I say it and the more that I think it, and I, I, do, I view myself as a winner in life. I just that's how I view myself doesn't mean I'm better than anyone it just means that that's the mindset of the the way I go about it and I find that it works for me there's different stories and different narratives that run our life and there's different I was reading about this recently somebody was talking about how there's three main archetypes there's the there's the uh there's the victim there's the hero and there is the villain there's the three these are like the three main archetypes that people identify with and I personally would prefer to be the hero over the other two because if you're a villain, then you're kind of the bad guy. Some people thrive on being the villain. Uh, And then you get the victim, which, of course, is where a lot of people are because they're not aware that they create their own reality or that they can use their thoughts to influence what they experience. But what I find very interesting is how powerful the story, the narrative we tell ourselves influences our life experience. So the way that I view myself is I view myself as somebody that is a winner. I view myself as someone that's lucky. I view myself as somebody that I still work hard. I know some people don't like it when I say that, but I I do put in a lot of effort to what I do. And because of that, I get a lot out of life. And 
it's the way that I view the process. It's my beliefs. It's my story that I tell myself. But that was one thing I noticed from this documentary is the top best people viewed themselves as a winner. And it was funny because the girl that there was a girl that won two years in a row before this. And her name uh, was Katrin, I believe, K-T-R-I-N. And she was from Iceland. And she won two years in a row. She was the one that that Tia girl lost to very closely like a year or two ago. And she won like fourth or fifth place, but she was so mad at herself. And I'm not saying it's good to beat yourself up, but you can just see in her mind she was just confused because she's like, she said at the end of the documentary too, she's like, it's just so hard for me to see because I know I'm the winner. Like I know I'm a winner and I know I could have won and I didn't. So it's kind of just the reason I'm bringing this up is because like, what's your self-image? Like, how do you see yourself? Do you view yourself as a winner? Are you the best version that you can be? And if not, how can you start to see yourself in a new way? I start to see myself and I've, I've been seeing myself as just at one of the best at what I do. That's how I view myself. And it's not in a cocky way, like I'm better than everyone else that's in my niche or anything like that. It's just I view myself as that. And because of that, I believe I'm easier. it's easier for me to embody that version of me. And for me to just kind of be myself knowing that's like the master role that I prefer to see myself in. So I know it's kind of a different idea, but that was what I noticed is the fourth and fifth people, they were very okay. They were kind of just happy they placed. But the people that were playing to win, won. Whatever you focus on, it becomes your reality. In the second to last step that that Tia girl was taking where she messed up, she wasn't thinking of winning. She was thinking of not losing. She was thinking of, I hope I don't misstep like I did last year, and therefore she did it again. Wherever you focus, you go. And if you focus on failure, you become, and you start to become more failure. Somebody else even said that. They were doing these things called snatches where you do these power cleans, which is where you pick up a heavy bar, and then you, like, you pick it up, and then you bring it all the way up to, like, your, your collarbone, and then you push it up, and you, uh, with your, uh, with your, like, you do, like, a shoulder press thing. And there was somebody that you only get two tries for this certain event. And people, someone said, one of the girls was like, you don't want to look at other people because if you see someone fail, it'll then make it, then can influence you to fail. So you almost have to just focus on you and just look at the bar. And it just, there's so many correlations I see with this and then life experience in general. It's like wherever you focus, you go. If you focus on not, if you focus on not failing, it's still the focus is on failure. But if you focus on winning, it's more likely that you can actually win. So that was something that I've noticed also in other people. Like if you get a guy, for example, that's like nervous to talk to girls, right? And it's like, hey, uh, go push yourself and go talk to that girl that you're attracted to. Go up to her and talk. If a guy goes up to a girl and he's thinking to himself, I hope you don't reject me. I hope I'm worthy. I hope you don't say anything mean or you don't like, you know, kind of uh, reject me and it'll dampen my self-worth. That frame that you go forward with is going to emanate to the girl and then she's going to look and she's going to be like, she's going to kind of feel that and just bounce back off of that and be like, oh, she's going to kind of feel that you're playing to not lose. And she's like, oh, that's so cute. He's coming up here. It's going to be that kind of mentality. But if you play to win, if you play and you're like, you know, I'm attracted to this person. I'm going to go talk to this person and see if we have a connection. It's a different type of energy. So it's about holding the frame and knowing that you're worthy and playing to win and not playing to not lose. You don't want to play to not lose because whatever you focus on is where the energy goes. And that's something that I've been practicing in my own life is how can I become and be the best version of me? How can I focus on what I want and know that as long as I do that, I'm going to be embodying the best version of me? Now, here's something else I want to talk about as well. That is understanding what we call, in the law of attraction, we could call it 
this difference between competition. Normally, we think of competition, the law of attraction. Can't everyone? If everyone uses the law of attraction, well, everyone can't win. So who wins in that case? Well, what has this has to do with is understanding the self-image. There's different variables that come into play. A level of allowance. How attached to the outcome are you? It could be two people that are. Fo everyone's focused on. I mean, not everyone, but a lot of people are focused on winning. But some people are actually focused on not losing. But the key is how much is someone allowing the true version of them to flow through? How much is someone attached to the outcome? Because then that creates resistance. So there's different variables that come into play. But let me share with you with something that completely changed my life when it comes to competition and the law of attraction. So I used to work at a place called Barney's. No, this is actually before. I used to work at Barney's New York. Before that, I worked at this place at Nordstrom's. It was uh, Nordstrom's. I worked in women's shoes. I sold women's shoes there for about four or five years. And while there, I learned about the law of attraction. I think I read a Dr. Wayne Dyer book. It was like The Power of Intention, or I watched one of his seminars, and I got motivated. And I read this book that was called The Science of Getting Rich by Walter D. Waddles. And this book is a short book, but it kind of shows the science of getting rich. And it was some of the concepts in there that I still apply today. Now, one of them is understanding about how to use thoughts, how to use emotions. One of them is understanding how there is this creative mind and the competitive mind. Now, I worked in a sales commission job, which means I win in every day. And I got paid based on the amount I sold. I got paid 10% commission. So if I sold, you know, $3,000 worth of shoes, which is like an average day, I made 300 bucks. Not bad. And I would be okay with that day, you know, and it would go in. But I was also, in a way, I had, my friends were coworkers there. But they would also um, be wanting to sell, you know, they had their own goals as well. And, you know, kind of in a way you're competing because then you got customers coming in. You want to take on the customer and you want them to pick you to help. Or, you know, kind of like you going up to them, the customer kind of pick who they want. But this is what made a big change. I used to have kind of a competitive mind. Oh, I hope I get that customer because the more customers I get, the more I can make. I changed from this competitive mind to something called the creative mind. Now, the creative mind is knowing that there's an infinite amount of abundance, and all we have to do is align with it. There's an infinite amount of abundance that exists. It's just that when we believe in competition, we believe that we have to compete. We create more of needing to compete. We create more of this scarcity mindset. It's like, oh, there's only a certain amount of customers coming in. If, th if this guy gets it, then that's going to take away from me. But the key is understanding that there's enough to go around. So at the, immediately from switching from the competitive mindset to the creative mindset, I started to more so embody the characteristics that I prefer. I started to more so embody and know that I could allow things to happen. The resistance went away, and I started to actually make more money. I started to sell more. My energy kind of opened up and it was like I let go of a scarcity mindset. So a lot of a lot of competitors as well. I think I remember Michael Jordan said this. He doesn't compete with other people, even though he's one of the best competitors of all time. He said he competes with the best he can be. That's kind of where I take that. I, in the creative mindset, it's knowing that there's an infinite amount of abundance and we don't have to compete with other people. Get out of the competitive mind and get into the creative mind. Now, here's another aspect. I didn't even know I was going to talk about this, but I might as well. Cr parallel realities. What if we're constantly, and I've talked many videos about this, so if you haven't seen them, you can always check them out on YouTube, but we're constantly shifting through different parallel realities. There's an infinite number of parallel realities that exist with a whole bunch of different versions of us, and we're constantly shifting through these parallel realities with every second. What we think of as time is the movement through these different parallel realities, and they all exist right now because the only moment that does exist is this moment right now. So the power in this is knowing 
that because this is the only moment that exists and there's an infinite number that do exist of parallel realities, we can focus on resonating with the reality that we want. So because of that, there is a version of us that is always a winner. There's a version of us that is losing. There's a version of us that's from fourth or fifth place right in between. The key is to focus on us knowing that we can resonate with that reality because there will also be versions of that reality where other people won, so let them do their thing. You just shift to the reality where you want to be. So what this does is this takes out the will I get it, the scarcity mindset, and it puts it more so in the frame of there's an infinite number of parallel realities that exist, and I'm going to choose the one where I win by seeing myself as that version of me, embodying the thoughts, the emotions, the actions as that version of me, knowing that as I do that, I'm going to experience more of what I want. So this is kind of a new take on it. I wasn't really going to mention that, but that's a, a, a different idea that I think really makes it easier. And sometimes people ask too, they're like, well, these parallel realities, what about the, per the version of me that's doing this? Where did that go? They all exist right now. We don't need to be worried about what other version of reality and this and that. They all exist now. We're just shifting our perspective through different ones, so it's not like they died, although there are versions where we aren't alive right now. There's an infinite number that exist. But the key is to shift out of this competitive mindset because in the competitive mindset, we create more competition, we create more resistance, and therefore we create the reality where someone else can win. A lot of times, people that are in second and third place aren't focused on themselves. They're focused on the first place person, how far away they are, therefore of almost like adding to the energy of that person winning, almost adding to that reality. So the key to this is knowing that you can see yourself as a winner and that by you seeing yourself as a winner, that will become more of your reality. You can change your self-image and you can understand the psychology of someone that's master, like a master manifester. Somebody that's a master manifester creates their own reality or chooses it, however, whatever perspective we're coming from, but they focus on the best versions of themselves. They focus on them becoming and resonating with the reality they prefer. They don't have to be attached to the outcome because they are naturally whole and complete already. They can be the version of themselves that they prefer to be without needing the approval of other people. And the key to this is knowing the version of you that exists. A powerful way to connect to this version of you is to imagine the best version of you that exists. How would you be acting? How would you be thinking? What emotions would you be feeling? And start to embody the best version of you now. This isn't about faking it till you make it. This is about letting go of what doesn't serve and being who you naturally are. And if being a winner doesn't feel natural it may just be repetition of the old victim story that maybe you're telling yourself maybe you're in the unconscious autopilot mind and it's like oh this doesn't feel familiar it's not that that's not you it's just that who you think you are isn't isn't even you anyways it may just be this kind of regurgitated uh version where it's like oh i gotta care what people think i gotta be this way i gotta be that way you can be the way you prefer to be it's all based on the way you see yourself and what you choose in your reality. So what I encourage you to do is to get more into a, com instead of a competitive mindset, get into a creative mindset. Know that there is enough to go around. Know that there's an infinite amount of abundance. Don't don't shortchange the universe in thinking that it can only provide so much. Know that as long as you focus on you, as long as you focus on being the best version of you, you'll know that you can then shift to more and more of that reality. See yourself and give yourself the, the self-talk that talks you up. I'm lucky. 
things are always happening for me. I'm always in the right place at the right time. I am the best version of me. I am putting in and living my life's purpose. These affirmations said with repetition create a powerful reality. And you're able to then go beyond that of the limitations, of the blocks, of the autopilot mind that's just kind of comfortable. It's just familiar. And the more you do that, the more you start to embody the true essence of who you are. You start to embody who you are really meant to be, and you can take yourself out of the story, maybe of being the victim or the villain, and you could start to become the hero of your own movie. Be the hero of your own movie, not the cameo and anyone else's. If you're finding yourself and you're focused on what everyone else is doing, then it's just the autopilot mind. It's the familiar mind wondering, what is everyone else thinking? You can start to buy more into yourself. You can know you are whole and complete. You can know that there's enough to go around. This creative mindset is something that's real. You know, even on YouTube, right? It's like, oh, there's people out there that you may assume, oh, there's a lot of people that make a law of attraction videos. Is there really competition in my niche? Not really, because if I collaborate with them, it's a win-win. It's not like people on YouTube can only be subscribed to four uh, law of attraction people. So somebody else that like is you know taking or you know doing the same thing is like, oh, they're taking away my business. No, there's only that of creating and collaborating. There's so many people out there. We don't need to be thinking of the competition. We don't need to be thinking like that. If you have an idea and you want to put it online, there's billions of people out there. Don't think that it's congested. If you have a unique spin, if you have a unique perspective and you're willing to put in the effort and willing to really resonate with the vibration of the reality you want, you stand out. This is about understanding who you are and opening up these limitations we put in our mind, opening up and knowing there's so much more out there. We don't have to have the scarcity mindset. We can buy more into a reality where we collaborate with each other, where we're in this creative mindset. We can shift to the parallel reality where we are the winner because we are the best version of us. We can know that we can, instead of playing to not lose, we can play to win. And by playing to win, we start to become a winner. See yourself as a winner. Become aware of your self-image and then everything in your life will change. So that was a powerful, packed voice of me talking you know, passionately about this. I hope you guys uh, got value out of it. If you like this episode, can you let me know? Can you uh, maybe follow me on Instagram and comment on my newest post and let me know what you think? If you want me to do more 20 to 30 minute episodes like this, it's almost 30 minutes, I will do more like this. I'm thinking of doing daily content like this, almost like five times a week, daily podcast, so that every day, you know, while you're driving somewhere, you can listen to this, and you can have some type of motivation if it helps you. If that's something you're interested in, if you could comment on my newest uh, Instagram posts, uh, you'll see a, uh, a link in the description box, or you just go to Instagram.com uh, slash Aaron underscore Dowdy44. Just, just type in Aaron Dowdy on Instagram. I'm sure that'll pop up. You'll see my photo. And just comment on my newest photo. Let me know what you think of this episode. If you want more like this, I know it's a little bit more raw, a little bit different, but I hope it adds value. Um, other than that, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will talk to you guys. If you want more, I have uh, more on my YouTube channel, of course. Uh, you can follow me there. And other than that, I'm going to do my best to pump out some more podcast episodes. I hope you love them, and I'll see you guys later. Peace, much love, and namaste.